Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Two Americas. I am Zynga. And I'm Scott. And we are The Conservative, the conservative couple. couple. So Scott and I are on our periods this week, both of us at the same time. Feeling a little... A little pissy. A little pissy. A little, a little red. A little bloated. A little... A little gassy. Yeah. You know, you mm. said like we were, so we've been doing a lot of wedding planning, as you all know, if you watch the show, and it's literally right around the corner on April 9th. And so mm. we've been doing like all this wedding planning. We're trying to make sure the show stays uh, good quality. We're marketing for the show. Make more. sure the rings don't fall off your fingers. Well, we've got to resize rings. Um, I literally went to alter my dress. And as you know, because I was so skinny, um, after all of the cancer treatments and everything, we started working out. Um, the good news is, is when I did go to alter my dress, uh, the lady was like, yeah, you can't gain any more booty weight because you're going to bust out of this dress. And I was like, nice. that thing is popping, pop in. Okay. Um, but anyway, how are you, Scott, outside of all of those things? Could be better, baby. Could be better. Um, but you know, what's cool, 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 cool is that we're getting married and that is pretty cool. And once all that settles, we'll be, <sighs> able to rest marital bliss it'll be nice at last but today we have a cool show set up for you so we've got a drinking game and we're going to be talking about one topic today which is like groomers be grooming seriously uh people like to get diddle kids people that i think have the desire to diddle kids are becoming teachers and stuff and they are um grooming children for diddling so here's the drinking game um there's going to be a list of words which uh, will be on screen right now and if those words are said, you got a drink. All right, folks, get your drinks ready and don't get anything too strong. Listen, this isn't the kind of drink that you do with a mixed drink, despite what Z has in her cup. You want to do this with a nice light lager or something like that. <laughs> Be reasonable. And take little sips. Yeah. You want to get up and go to work tomorrow morning. I have my beverage and we are ready to discuss this topic. So, Let's rock and roll. What we're talking about today specifically are those people who have specifically gone into education to get access to younger, impressionable minds with the intent of molding them into this kind of behavior whenever possible and as often as possible. And what's weird to me is that these people are wasting so much time on this agenda as opposed to just simply educating children on the basic topics that they're supposed to be educated on. It's like they have this goal in mind. And I want to, you know, obviously I want the audience to think about this sort of stuff, but why is this happening? Why is it all of a sudden this massive influx of these groomer types or these these sort of bleeding heart liberal types, you might call them, who have this real affinity for and this focus on getting kids to hate their own race, to be question their own genders, to question gender norms, and all of these sorts of things. Now, I know plenty of you out there probably have theories on this, and I have my own, but Throughout the course of the show, I want you to think to yourself, like, why now? Right. Why so aggressively right now? Mm -hmm. I think that especially prepubescents need to be left the hell alone. And I think that, uh, is that a drink? Yep. Oh. <laughs> and. Uh, drink if you're not drinking, don't cheat. And what I think is interesting is that if you look at the, um, the anti-grooming bill, which is what I'm going to call it, out of Florida, mm -hmm. they're only talking about keeping the teachers on track with topics from K through third grade mm -hmm. and making sure that they're not getting into inappropriate sort of focus on sexual identity or sexual practice or things like masturbation and inappropriate topics that I think anybody would, who isn't a complete lunatic or a pedophile, shoot, um, would agree is normal requirements for a teacher, especially for students that age. But the fact that the entire democratic apparatus is up in arms calling it the don't say gay bill tells me it's like they're obviously trying to make political hay out of this and to smear Republicans and right wingers and so forth and to smear DeSantis. But at the same time, if they've read the bill, they should agree with it if they're rational, sane, not pedophile human beings. Scott. So that's deeply concerning. You know, the fact that they're all marching around saying gay, 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 like it's one big, you know, fanfare and it's a great way to like sock it to the Republicans. It could be like you talked about the sexual uh, liberation in the past. Maybe it's like the sexual liberation for child likers. I mean, in a sexual way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's actually a legit way to phrase it is slippery slope thing. You know, yes. people call it like a slippery slope fallacy. You know, I mean, 
you had this concept that came about years ago where we were basically saying, like, if you do X, then Y and Z are going to happen down the road. And everyone's like, nah, you're just a worry ward or eh, you're just an evangelical or this, that, or the other. And we have been right about everything. Well, everything. I mean, this is slightly off subject, but I, but I think it's because people on the right and then especially Christians, um, we understand that human beings are disgusting people, are disgusting beings. And we if you allow sexuality or any of our desires to be unbridled, it will get out of control. Yeah. And for some reason, people on the left think the opposite. Like they think people are naturally good and don't want to hurt anyone else and that kind of thing. And that's not that's not always the case. Most of the time, humanity and is is uh, terrible and wants to do terrible things to other people and wants itself its own like selfish desires met, even if that means violating a child that's in, in an irreparable way, Ir- irreparable way. <laughs> You know, and, and, and like people might argue, it's like, well, what do you mean by slippery slope with this kind of stuff? It's like, well, think about abortion, for instance. You know, it used to be uh, it wasn't polite, spoken of in polite society, but you could still get one. Right. Depending on where you were. Mm-hmm. And then it became something that um, I believe it was something Murphy it was that famous TV show with that older blonde actress. Maude. No, it was uh, it was it was the one where she's like the political journalist or something like investigator. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she was like, I think a famous watershed moment in TV because she actually was on a sitcom and she spoke about positively about having an abortion on television. I know it happened on Maude as well, that show. Really? With the lady who played Dorothy in uh, Golden Girls. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then now you have, okay, so now that you've, now you've had the paradigm shift, right? Now mm-hmm. it's polite society can talk about it again because culture can talk about it again. And they spun it in a positive way. And now you have um, safe, legal, and rare in like the 90s with the Clintons, uh-huh. right? It's like, well, you know, we, we don't want everyone to get abortions. We don't really think it's a great thing. But if it happens, it should be safe, legal, and rare, right? Now it's shout your abortion. Now it's abortions should be available to anyone at all time, forever and always. It should be through and up to and even after birth. Right. You know, so this is this is a perfect demonstration of the slippery slope, right? And so when they call it a fallacy, they're trying to redirect you. They're trying to say, oh, well, obviously these these right wingers are just being over the top and trying to scare you or use fear tactics. And it's like, well, I can point to like 15 different examples over the last 30 years of how slippery slope has gone exactly how I predicted it would go. And I think when it comes to people grooming kids at a really young crap, grooming kids at a really young age, it's really hard to discuss this topic without using these words, Z. And you're talking so fast that you can't keep up. So I'm yeah. going to do better. But yeah, it's 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 going to get to a really dark place if we don't do something about it now. And I really have to applaud people like Ron DeSantis out in Florida for actually taking action on this mm-hmm. stuff as opposed to just virtue signaling about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, they're calling themselves MAPS now, Minor Attracted People. Mm-hmm. So uh, be on the lookout for I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. Rough. Everybody's getting Dora the Explorer on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting it's getting scary. So they're using I don't I haven't necessarily seen it on TV yet. I don't watch a lot of TV anyway. Like the things that I watch are like from the 80s and 90s. Like I was, I was watching The Flash from the 90s. Um, that TV show. You, you know? just have like a Tubi account and you just find like the oldest, funkiest TV shows to Yeah, watch. like Logan's Run and stuff like that. I just watch that stuff because I can fall asleep on it and I won't wake up to like a bookie in my face or like a weird sex scene. So I watch those <laughs> things. Um, but I haven't seen any clips. I haven't seen any conservative pundits or like talking heads talking about how Hollywood is using it um, or, or using media to make minor attractive people be kind of normal. Um, but they're doing it in a different way. I think they're using TikTok mainly. So they've got teachers. I say they've got, but there are teachers who talk about their sexuality or their pronouns and stuff like that in front of the class. And they'll even record themselves like coming out to their middle schoolers or their, their elementary schoolers. And, uh, uh, or they'll even tell stories about, oh, today my student did X, Y, Z. And like they're learning, oh, they're learning the per- the pronouns. They're learning about my, about my sexuality, and uh, it, it's been it's been weird. I remember even a few years back, I went to this um, kind of like grassroots training course type of thing, and the guy that was leading the course was telling us how his ten ten or twelve year old ne- uh, niece just just 
went home and decided like I'm no longer a girl I'm a boy now mm. and so I was just like that was the first time I ever heard of anything like that or at least that was the first time I I met someone that it's happened to because it seems like it's it's rare kind of like where you're talking about abortions yeah and you you people tell these stories and they'll say oh that's that's not really happening that's a one-off and then now with TikTok it, it's becoming more prevalent that it or it, at least it's becoming well known that it is happening more often than we think yeah, and I think that the the mask has been pulled off now because now people are starting to pay attention to it. Right. So, you know, like all the parents kind of had a window literally into their kids' education for the first time probably ever for some parents for a good chunk of the uh-huh. American population because they were all doing their school from home. So suddenly these parents are kind of creeping into the room doing laundry or just to see how the kid's doing or to get them a snack or whatever. And they're actually hearing what the teachers are saying. They're actually seeing what's being how they're how they act when the parents aren't around. And a lot of them are appalled by it. You know, it's like the curriculum is suddenly right there and it's transparent and they can't hide it. So a lot of them got pissy. And that's why you saw a big shift in like Loudoun County, for instance, you know, with all of the. The, the the stuff that was being concealed from the parents in terms of like the, the rapes that were happening, the sexual assaults, the other sexual abuse. And then now people started paying attention to stuff like CRT, you know, or, which let's just boil it down. It's just state sanctioned racism against whites. And you basically have the parents getting really mad about that. But now they're realizing that there's a huge aggressive push to conceal from parents if the children have expressed some kind of gender confusion. Mm -hmm. So like they're having their own special um, closets, Mm -hmm. you know, that they can go into and they can transition, like home transition rooms where the parents will be kept deliberately in the dark by the school faculty and the children will come in, switch their clothes to their preferred gender, express themselves by new pronouns and new um, names that the teachers will acknowledge throughout the day and then they'll go back into the transition room switch out and go back out again um, I was yeah I was alerted to this by uh, Pedro Gonzalez who's been doing independent journalism on this issue and a few other folks um, uh, this is especially prevalent uh, it seems in a Lutheran schools apparently the Lutherans are very big um, and I can't speak for the entire organization but there's been a lot of Lutheran religious schools that have been in, sort of implicated in this Speaking of, you know, like I, I I keep track of a lot of these accounts because it gives me a good sense of what's going on in America. And one of them uh, is actually a really good one to follow if you haven't already. It's at libs of TikTok. It's very famous, but Mm -hmm. they do a good setup with this kind of thing. They keep they keep these pretty well updated. And, you know, this one was one I saved from March 8th. Um, Basically, uh, at. ECASD super staff training instructs teachers that parents are not entitled to know their kids' gender identities and it must be earned. They're hiding information about sexual orientation and gender and teaching students not to trust their parents. Now, this comes from a slide as part of one of their instructional packets to these teachers. Slide 56, talk amongst yourselves. And, you know, this is referring to facilitators. Um, and uh, educators, and this is from the ECASD EDI Professional Development Session 3 Facilitator Guide Staff Professional Development Day, um, February 25th, 2022. They use a lot of these acronyms, but essentially this is what they're telling educators now in these various school districts is that the parents are not to know their child's gender identity. They're not to know if they're non-binary or queer, this, that, or the other. They have to earn that right as determined by the teachers, mm-hmm. by the faculty. Holy crap, that's scary to mm-hmm. me. That that, that 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 level of arrogance is now public policy across the board for the most part. Now, I get it. Every school district is going to be a little different. Right. And not all of them are going to jump onto something like this. But the fact that this can happen at all even once is insane. But the problem is, is like, who are we talking to was it you and I talking to someone? I can't remember. Or maybe I was listening to a podcast and they were kind of discussing things like this. And they and someone was like, "Well, I think it's important to note that this isn't this isn't uh, all this isn't across the board. This isn't how all people do things." Yada yada yada. And I'm like, "Okay, but the issue I have and what I understand is that evil doesn't just stay in its corner." and violate just a select few of people. Evil wants to spread. Evil is like cancer. It wants to to spread throughout the host until it's dead. That's what it wants to do. So because it's happening in a, in a few districts in a state and or maybe uh, several districts in every state, 
is concerning to me because that stuff doesn't just stay in one place. It spreads. You know, it's it's again, people will say like, oh, it's only like a few outlying examples, right? Well, let's discuss the sexy summer camp that happened over here. Uh, oh, that sounds great. Is it for adults? <laughs> no, it's for eight-year-olds in Indiana. Um, so this is a Are sex they learning ed- to be strippers? Yeah, something like that. This is a sex ed summer camp for grades three to five. Um, it's being conducted by... You know, what is this woman's name? This this very strange woman. Uh, Miss Ashley. She has a public group of 930 members. And here she is talking about, maybe we can pop this up on the screen, showing you, uh, you know, tell your kids to use condoms on all insertables. So if you're gonna to st- eight-year-olds? Yeah, so if you're going to stick, you know, something uh, up your hoo-ha, you might want to make sure it's covered in a nice layer of latex. You know. Oh my God! Uh, see, so here's some of the things that she wants to share: is proper anatomy, vocabulary, informed consent. They're big on consent in the groomer communities. Dang, I have to drink. Um, bodily autonomy. Wait, wait, you voice. gotta pause, Scott, so everybody can drink. Because some some people can't drink and listen. What? <laughs> Active voice communication strategies. Okay. Responsibilities for self care. Wait, say that last one again. Active communication strategies such as may I have some water instead of I'm thirsty. That's interesting. Uh, Responsibility for self care, confidence to say no. This all sounds like very generic stuff, yes? Skills for graciously, graciously accepting no from someone else. Vocabulary for topics surrounding sexual orientations and gender identities. Now we're getting to the meat. Empathy for differences. There we go. All things encompassing emotional intelligence. We'll get to this in a second. I think that's really important. Compassion for others' perspectives. Wheat pads, tampons, menstrual cups, period undies, and why they're used. What condoms are and why they're used. When and why to seek medical attention for any ailment. So, again, just another example, but I have a lot more of these. This is really interesting to me because... These are not people who've gone through puberty yet, and they're not even really necessarily about to go through puberty, not for a couple more years, typically. Unless they're just that nine-year-old girl that has breasts. Which happens. Yeah. But but even sometimes those nine-year-old girls that have breasts are still like, I just want to play outside. You know, like, I think a lot of people look at this stuff as being fairly innocent. And the problem is, is that you have to actually attend one of these or see what these people are like to follow their social media to get a sense of what you're really dealing with. I don't even see how someone can think that's innocent. Like, first of all, the name of the camp. Just, I, I'm skirt right around that. You're not it does going, seem a little squirrely, doesn't it? My eight-year-olds are not, yeah, my eight-year-olds are not going to that. Why do you need to learn to be sexy? You don't have to. That's, go play outside. Go play in the dirt. Go skin. <laughs> go be go, children. Go scrape your knee. Go and be innocent. I'll kiss your boo-boo. Yeah, like, if, the, the name alone tells you. Like, uh, grown people, normal people. Well-adjusted, grown people don't look at children and think S-E-X at all. They don't. I have been in childcare before. I've I've done children's church at, at churches before. I've worked after school. I've done camps. I have worked with children a lot. When I looked, even the ones that, ha- that were going through puberty and they were in middle school, I never looked at them and thought, sex. I wonder what kind of sex they'll like one day. I never was <coughs> like, oh, Oh, I wonder if they'll like kissing boys or girls. I don't want to know. I don't think about it. I don't want to know. So it is weird to me that grown A people are like, you know what we need to do? You know what will further our community, Scott, uh, fellow perv? We should talk about sex stuff to eight-year-olds. You know, and there's a lot of these like liberal folks who will say like, oh, you know, I've never done anything with children. And they may not have. And they go into these roles really enthusiastically thinking that they're like the next civil rights movement, that they're doing some kind of crusade that's really genuinely good for humanity. Like there's all these trans kids just offing themselves in record numbers and there's all these little closeted non-binary children or whatever and vampire he-she's. And I need to go out there and I need to teach them to be strong, to express themselves so they don't get bullied and that sort of thing. And I think on some level they actually believe that this is a thing, that they actually believe that they are the next Martin Luther King Jr., making some kind of serious movement towards equality. Okay. Well, even further to me, you still need to shut up and sit down somewhere because this isn't about you. Mm. Like, like that's like that hero complex. Like I, I need to, I I need to save the day. So you got all these grown people that are walking around with no purpose. They, they're told that they shouldn't have children for the climate. They're told that they need to, to, uh, to, to express themselves and explore things so they violate themselves sexually to the point where they don't even know who they are anymore. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? You know what I do? You know what I need to do? Is I need to fight for, for justice for children and sex 
and teach them about condoms. That'll further the world and make it a better place. I can't imagine any scenario where that person isn't a groomer. There's, I can't think, and you know what Drink. else? Sorry. Scott. Uh... And continue. You know, you know what else? If they aren't, they're going to become one. You can't, mm. like, like, think about it. If, let's say I met a guy and I didn't think about him sexually at all. And we kept, we started spending more time together. And he would be, he would start telling me more and more about his sexual exploits or teaching me different sex things that I didn't know because I'm innocent. You're going to start getting somewhat attached to that person. No. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Isn't you're priming the discussion for that kind of intimacy that you're really not supposed to have with these I've, children. I've had men do that to me where they'll start to like kind of talk about things, but I'm not a freaking idiot. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, well, there's a reason. Well, there's a reason because um, we've known for a really, really long time when it comes to catching pedophiles or sexual predators using online tactics. We know the kinds of conversation starters that pedophile groomers will use. Because when they find young people who aren't necessarily sexually active or haven't been active with larger, like older folks, you know, because these are sometimes 12, 13 year old boys and girls, they use groomer tactics of slowly but surely introducing concepts or flirtation or sort of sexual innuendo into the conversations that they have with them slowly uh -huh. but surely sort of whittling down their defenses, getting them used to uh -huh. some of those things, and also preparing them to receive pleasure as well as to give it uh -huh. in a way that the groomer perceives Oof. as desirable. And this is drink. And so now that we know this is a thing, mm -hmm. and everyone knows this is a thing. He's trying to cheat. What we're seeing is is the exact same approach, but sanctioned by the state or the municipality or the county or the federal government when it comes to how they interact with your children. Case in point, another sexy summer camp for children in rural Kentucky. Their lessons would be on sex liberation, gender exploration, BDSM, being a sex worker, self-managed abortions, and sexual activity while using licit and illicit drugs. It is run by a series of witches, self-proclaimed, named Tanya Turner, uh, Caitlin Cummings, Kristen Uten, and another. Um, do you think Caitlin? That you think that's her real last name? I do not know, but here's here's <laughs> here's a sample of the agenda for this camp. You know, some of the things that they're going to be going over: sex with me, self pleasure workshop. Oh my goodness, gender diversity Thursday. Talk it out relationships. Let's talk about sex. Over sexualizing and policing of blackness. They always got to get something in there. By the way, every single one of these witches is a fat white broad. Uh, Self-managed abortion info share. That seems safe. I'm getting <clears throat> sick to my stomach. Like, here's this, is, the, this is legitimately grossing me out. I mean, here's the thing. I, I have their entire itinerary. Uh, the leader of this thing, there's a video. We can play it for you. That's how we should, you know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. Kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose. Touch your nose. Show Aunt T. You can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas. You know, and she's if if that were if she were my sister, talking about my nephews, and how she's cons like thinking about them touching themselves, she would never see them again. I cannot imagine. I I can't imagine how parents can be so gullible or so cowardly is to see somebody like this interacting with their children and to not assume something nefarious was going on it just it sets off every alarm bell you have in your head even if you're not a christian like us at least i would hope so that Yay. sane individuals would at least have enough common sense to be like okay hold on this is an oversex broad with some really flexible morals i think she's probably a groomer or a pedophile dang it now i'm gonna have to drink but she's probably a kitty diddler I'm 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 speechless. Like this is 
Like, like I'm getting sick to my stomach. Like, I feel like I like I'm nauseous. As part of the sexy summer camp self pleasure workshop, instructors promise to give a hands on lesson simulating masturbation on students' hands. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is all the founder of this sexy summer camp, Tanya Turner, identifies as a witch. She said she was raised by a host of witchy women in a coven like mountain matriarchy. She uses tarot cards, crystals and sex toys as part of her practice and encourages people to join her coven. You could always say, okay, we're nut picking, right? We're just picking the most extreme example because we have access to the Internet. We're able to dredge up this information. Here are the sponsors of this event for the sexysexed.org virtual sexy summer camp is in partnership with Mountain Access Brigade, All Access EKY, Dr. Meredith Brzezinski, Pelvic and Orthopedic Physical Therapist, Southern Power Fund, The Chorus Foundation, Foundation for Appalachian Kentucky, Rise Healthy for Life, The Stay Project. These are not small entities this is not a few weirdos in the woods where maybe three or four gullible meth head kids show up and then get raped by a bunch of witches these are people who have institutional backing and the only reason that any of this is out there is because there are people like me and people like Christopher Rufo dredging up this information and sounding the alarm I just gave you two examples of sexy summer camps occurring for people that are far below the appropriate age for much of this information and that are doing things that are way beyond the pale in terms of appropriateness for children beyond below puberty, before puberty. And (laughs) myself proclaimed witches and they have like six to eight sponsors, including the Appalachian Trail, funding these summer camps. You know, it doesn't doesn't seem to be a problem for for the mainstream media. It, furthermore, furthermore, that is a that is a very potent uh example uh there Scott. I want to thank you for that because now I'm nauseous. <laughs> uh but it maybe there maybe all people all the people that we're discussing right now aren't that overt about it. That was pretty brazen. Um but even talking about I mean, the, the, you talked about Lives of TikTok, that it's a it's a Twitter account. I think they're on uh, Instagram as well. If you go. Yeah, I think so. If you go look them up, Lives sure. of tip, TikTok. Uh, I have seen numerous, numerous uh, videos where teachers shoot their little TikToks in class and they talk about things that they have no business talking about. Here's the other thing. Well, you know what else we learned? I think it's in Loudoun County. Uh, the 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 dad who got arrested, mm-hmm. um, his his daughter was raped, and then the 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 I think the the city and I I think the school board too. Right? They tried to cover it up and say it didn't happen. Um, yeah, these schools don't care about your kids. They don't. If no. they did, they wouldn't hire freaking weirdos to teach them. They just wouldn't. Yeah, unions work in direct opposition to the interests of parents. Their focus is purely to get people as much money for working in the school system as possible for the fewest number of hours to increase the largest number of vacation days and to increase their participation base so that they can all pay themselves handsome salaries off the backs of teachers doing actual work. This is how every union works now. All of that arguing that that the left and the right do about about funding for schools and stuff like that. You want to talk about Wake County? At one point, we were spending eleven grand on each student. It wasn't getting to the students. By the time the money got to the students, it was probably like a few dollars. Oh yeah. So it's like, what's happening? Who's pa- who's padding their pockets? These people do not care about your children. There's probably a teacher or two that's pissy because they're watching this show and they're like, "But I care." Good. I'm glad you do. But the 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 institution doesn't care anymore. If they did, they'd be teaching reading, writing, arithmetic. They would teach kids how to freaking write. In our state, you know how many black kids can't read? They oh, get it's... they get passed along and they, they keep going to the next grade and the next grade and by the time they graduate, they have like a kindergarten reading level. I am not exaggerating. I, I'm I'm pissed off because not only are kids graduating our schools, our public schools, dumber than when they got in, 
they probably learned more with those freaking like light up those light up toys when they were children they come out dumber having gone to these public schools and in in between then they're being taught all this stupid stuff that they don't need to learn for instance blood play people think that right wingers are lying scott i saw his phone he's showing you the little flyers he's shown like they're actual itineraries. It, they're actual itineraries. These, first of all, they're not doing a good job hiding it. Secondly, they don't have to because nobody gives a flying flip. We're sounding the alarm that, hey, you are the one that has to protect your kids. And we've trusted these in- institutions for so long that we didn't keep a check on them. So now you've got people, like you said, that get into to the school boards and they become superintendents and yada, yada, yada to pad their pocket. They do not care. If your child is in public school, I've got a, I've got a, a coworker whose children are in public school. He is very much knowledgeable, kind of like Scott, and he stays on it. He listens to what his children are talking about. He asks them what they learn. He checks up on them, making sure that they're not being taught some stupid crap they don't need to know. And that's what we need to be doing. If you are in a position where you cannot get your kids out of these schools, you need to be keeping a check on it. Like Absolutely. even reading, I was at a event the other night and we had our, our, our state superintendent was there and she was talking about how uh, they're trying to pass legislation here in our state so that kids will learn how to read phonetically. That's how I learned how to read. I don't know how, I was about to say the H word, I'm not going to because I don't want to drink again. I don't know how the heck else you teach someone to read, but people can't even sound out words. Well, the fact that they're having to mandate into law basic practices that we've been doing academically since like time immemorial, it makes you, it raises the question, what were you doing instead? Oh, you see, there was this. Uh, what were you doing? A few years ago, there was uh, these tweets that uh, this one like comedian guy he compiled, and it was just people like tweeting random stuff about their day or whatever, kind of like how we used to do on Facebook, yep. and now we all just argue and piss and, and I was gonna are say, pissy at each other. Scott Harris is feeling pissy. Yeah. Uh, Sad emoji. It would be stuff like people didn't know like bon appetit, so they would say, "Oh, look at the food I made." It'd be a picture of the food, and they'd be like, "Bon apple tea," or. <laughs> Y'all, can you believe it's it's 92 degrees outside? Like, these are grown people. And it was funny, and we laughed at it. But that is more often than we think, that people can't read and write and sound out words and understand. People can't even comprehend. And they're, they're worried about... What kind of stuff they're shoving up? The kids are shoving up their butt. Well, I was yeah, and I was I was watching an episode of uh, one of Dennis Prager's podcasts, and he had his producer contribute to the discussion because he was talking about college kids, and the guy was saying he'd been going to colleges for several years as part of his job, um, working in sort of like an education capacity, and he said that it's a nightmare because college kids now, by and large, don't have proper grammar; they don't actually know it. Um, a lot of them can't spell properly anymore. They're very hit and miss in terms of like their syntax and their word choice. And he was saying just in general, when it came to English, I think it was kind of his passion. He's like, they're basically illiterate and they're just getting away with it. Mm -hmm. And you see this in a lot of interesting ways at like the school system level, especially in the public schools, where especially like the black community, they kind of funnel the kids through with lower expectations because they know that if Daquan doesn't get to graduate with everybody else, It'll create a stink further up the chain because now they're not going to get the same money mm-hmm. because they kept the same scores and the same numbers as the day before. So it's, I mean, they're they're basically playing a game with numbers, and your children are the casualties that get thrown into these statistics and figures, and they simply just don't care about Daquan's education. They don't care if he's illiterate by the time he reaches high school, and so they just push them through, and they'll push them through some more, and. It's, it's kind of depressing, but I think everybody knows that public school sucks, but I think that like now the big issue is it's not so much that they're, it's a worthless institution that I think should be raised to the ground. I think it's the fact that now they are so bold that they're using it brazenly to groom your children. I was just about to say- And I, they don't give a crap if you know or not. I, and I don't think people understand, or even, they're ta- I don't think people are taking into consideration when a child is violated sexually, even with information, uh, you don't get that kid's innocence back. Right. Like, like you know, like, um, like, like my my mother my mother was very um, very vigilant about who me and my brother hung out with. Everything didn't happen perfectly. We still got exposed to different things that she wishes we had, and I wish we had it. 
Um, but she made sure we didn't go over anybody's house because you didn't know, like, you didn't know what was being exposed at that house because kids come into the world, they don't know anything. They know that mommy and daddy kiss and maybe something happens and they know like there's a concept called sex where babies come from it. But when you expose a child to sexual stuff prematurely and you're not the parent, you're not doing it in a safe, I sound like a, I sound like a nun right now, but you're not doing it in a safe way, which means the parent or like a, like a guardian that actually cares about the person is exposing them it's irreparable. Like you don't get that kid back. Like you can't erase the memory of it. You can't erase that kid being touched. You can't erase like, um, like opening the door to sex like that. I mean, when you do it prematurely, you open that door. It's like a flood. That kid cannot, uh, what's the word? Process. Yeah. The kid cannot process that because they're not ready yet. Like they don't even, their sex organs aren't even properly functioning and like the choo-choo tray, it's not working right. And so it's like when they start getting hot in the pants is when you go, okay, this is what's happening to you, yada, 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 yada. But these, like, it, like the reason why I'm sick to my stomach and the reason why it pisses me off is because we have an entire generation right now that is being screwed up in the head uh, in the in the arena of sex. And that, that messes up everything else in their life. Billie Eilish, she talked about how she, she, mm-hmm. uh, since I think she started 11 years old. 11 or, at yeah, 11 or 12, she said she started watching porn and got addicted to it. She got addicted to it. And and then she's like, it, it messed her up in the head. Mm-hmm. It, it, it like jacked her up psychologically because like you're forming all of these ideas about what sex is. And, and then like that, that must be what a relationship is. And then she was like, that must be how sex is supposed to be. And I'm going to learn. So then when I get ready to do it, I'll know what I'm doing. And then other people have talked about when they when they watch pornography and it had to be harder and it had to be uh, uh, more violent. It's got to be this and it's got to be that. People start off watching normal porn. Next thing you know, they're watching kitty porn. I've seen people confess that like it it does happen. And so I like and then it, it, and it, and it ruins their ability for like intimacy, just normal, like friendship relationships. Like there are women that have been violated sexually in every relationship with a man that either hate men or or every relationship with a man has to be somewhat sexual or something like that. It's it's hard. Like you you've ruined these different parts of their brain. Like I don't really know how to explain it psychologically or scientifically, but you ruin these the these parts of their brain that's supposed to slowly process things, not get flooded with it at once when they're supposed to learn how to do long division. And I mean, that that's the, I think the last sentence there is the most, most important one is like, what in the hell are you doing teaching Drink. our kids about this stuff before they even have fur on their pecker? I mean, it's like, it's none, it's none of your damn business. First of all, stay out of it. Let the parents handle that stuff. No matter how competent you think they are or are not as an educator, but also, this there it hasn't even occurred to a lot of these kids at these ages that we've been discussing, whether it's these summer camps or whether it's in school or whether it's the don't say gay bill that the Democrats have basically used an advertising firm to concoct out of thin air for a law that essentially prevents grooming. Drink. That you need to take the other drink. I am right now. <sighs> but, and you drank too. I can see you, viewer. Um... I think it's one of those. I think it's. I, I think it's. I think it's bizarre that we have allowed it to get to the point to where we can even treat this as a discussion, and there aren't immediately pitchfork mobs with torches. I don't think that immoral people can get bogged down in minutia. All right, if we were immoral people who knew what was mm-hmm. right and what was wrong, and we loved our children with the level of intensity that we should as immoral people, and with a desire to righteously protect them. This should be something that these quote unquote witches or bad actors or just weak minded liberals who just think they're helping should be terrified to do. Yes. They should be terrified to do what they're doing. And the fact that they're so brazen about it and open about it tells me that they're winning the culture. They're winning support from the state. They're winning support from the Fed. And now they have dominant cultural ascendance so they can do this sort of stuff. And only a little less than half the population will flip out and throw a hissy fit but it doesn't matter because we don't have any institutional control to stop them here's the thing this is a hellish drink you're pissing at me this is a hades ish plot because because it's it's a domino effect so you take a grown man let's say let's say five-year-old scott 
exposed to some sexual crap at school that he shouldn't have been exposed to. Okay. And then it leads to other things, other violations um, on his innocence and his personality. Mm. By the time he's ready to graduate, let's say he's 17 or 18, he's going to be sexually confused, right? Or he's going to be pissy at his parents because his parents are good Christian folks who are going to be combating him every step of the way and telling him that he's wrong. All right. It's, it's, uh, is that version of Scott going to be able to have a good, uh, a, a healthy family? Is he going to be a healthy person in the community? No. Is he going to be uh, in an, uh, 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 like a good person in society that people can just look at? Is he going to be healthy enough to protect the country if he needs to or protect his friends and family? Like, no, he's not. And so it <laughs> is... T- He's going to lead the Department of Transportation and take nine months off. Or yeah, he's going to be a freaking leave. idiot. Have you noticed that people <laughs> who are just riddled with evil and riddled with confusion, they turn out to be some of the dumbest people you ever met? Got Pete Buttigieg. He is a freaking idiot. He just talks well sometimes, and that's it. So what I'm saying is, is this is a H-E double hockey sticks plot because Dodge it, that one. It is. it is a – a domino effect on our society and our country um and and we have to be vigilant about that like people may make fun of like the the salem witch trials and say christians are going too far and what about compassion and what about this and what about that what at what cost how 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 often and how much are we going to allow people to point to to hold up the bible that they never freaking read and tell us that we don't know how to be christians we have to start standing up guys we have to start getting some balls and telling people no actually you're the one that's wrong and you're the one that's dragging us to he double hockey sticks it is you it's not me i'm trying to lead us back to god it like we're we have to be the voice crying out in the wilderness right now there are i don't even have kids and i am pissed because because I understand what that leads to. I had some things happen to me when I was a little girl. I got touched by a little girl. I didn't know what the devil was going on. I don't know how she how she learned that stuff, but she did it. And then she she did it to me. And it took my whole teenage years to uh, to like cleanse myself and realize who I am that I'm a I'm a young lady. At one point I thought and and it could have been from that that I was born in the wrong body. That I should have been, I should have been born a boy. I did think that because I was like athletic and I like to play, play sports and stuff like that. And if you had been around teachers like this Tracy Turner or whoever, they probably would have encouraged you to explore becoming this, a transition. I couldn't do this show. I couldn't point other young ladies to God. I couldn't. Uh, we, you and I probably never would have met because I would have hated your guts because of the things that you have to say. Like it is a domino effect, guys. So I'm saying this out of experience. I'm also saying this out of a plea. Like, don't let your kids be a casualty, a casualty in this. But also, we also have to fight for the for the other children. Maybe their parents won't do it, but by God, we gotta, we have to be, we have to draw the line in the sand. And I think the line in the sand is, is we can hold up the word of God. We gotta stop letting these people. I have, you know, how many times I've been told online, like, you're not being very Christian. Like, oh yeah, what's the fruits of the spirit, you jackass? You don't know. I'm the one that knows. You don't know God. We we were talking. This is my last point. I'm really pissed right now. Um, I watched Tim Pool. I have a lot of respect for Tim Pool. I think he's a very smart guy. He has a hard time with certain things, be, having having black and white uh, stan- stances on things. Where his co co host Seamus is a Catholic and a Christian guy who can he can say yes, I think that that is that is right. That is something that our country should do. And it's it's not everything, but it's some things. And Tim will say I, I'm uncomfortable with making that call. The reason why Tim is uncomfortable with like capital punishment, let's say, mm-hmm. is because is because he makes his own morality in a lot of ways. He can't. He has to stand on his own viewpoints, on what he's seen in the world, his own experiences. People who know God and people who are Christians, we don't have to stand on what we know. We only stand on the Word, and that is it. Yeah. So. If we're standing on the word, we we can go out in the world and we can call things out and be confident in that because we're not standing on what we know, our own agenda, our own our own motives, our own uh, experiences and, and intelligence. We're just like, hey, man, it's in the word. You can't do that. It's one of the interesting things about like people argue argue against Christianity is they'll say, you know, like lean not on your own understanding. So what am I just supposed to be this faith based moron, this troglodyte running around with a Bible just 
hoping that the sky doesn't fall on me because of faith. That person hasn't read the Bible either. Yeah, and, and what it really boils down to is it's more a matter of the more experience you have living in faith and attempting to struggle with your own sins and trying to become a better person and become more like God, which is what Christ, Christianity is, to be Christ-like, which is a, a series of becomings rather than an overnight transformation. If you do that, you start to realize through experience that your faith in God is almost always justified, right? Mm -hmm. There's some things you may still be working out, some things you may be struggling with, but it's like when God says, don't do X, and you're like, well, I don't have anything to do with X, so I don't know anything about that. But then when X hits you, you're like, yep. oh, I can see why God said don't do or do it this way yep. because that makes more sense because I tried the opposite and it didn't work. <laughs> you know, it's like you look at things like abortion, which, you know, clearly God considers every life you know, a sanctified life. And then when you participate in it, it creates a hole in you that you can't fill, that there's no way to, there's no way to refill that void. There's no way to feel like a sense of completion after that. You know, it's like when you commit certain sins, the point of this is, is mm -hmm. that the, the more you live with faith, the more you don't have to rely on your ability to know everything before it happens, yes. to be certain in every position. You can simply lean on God to know, and you can say, all right, listen, he was right about X, Y, Z. Maybe he'll be right about this. So I'm just going to give it to him and let him rock on this. And then when it happens and you, you you stuck to your faith, you're like, you get rewarded for it. You're like, okay, this this turned out better than it probably would have if I tried to do it on my understanding. And that's what I see a lot of liberals doing. And I think that's why we're in the, the situation that we're in. It's not necessarily because of the Tim Pools of the world, right. but because of that sort of fence rider ethos, that feeling like that liberals have that their morality is always superior to any other morality, that they're more moral than moral. They're more moral than God even. You know, it's like, oh, God's oh, cruel. Oh, yeah, they think that. Yeah, yeah, God's yeah. cruel. I yep. mean, read the Old Testament. I don't want to worship a God like that. I'm better than that God. Yep. They don't always say that second part, but that's what they're thinking in their head. Or you, how would why would God tell you to keep your rape baby? Why would God tell you to keep your incest baby? God sounds mean, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm more compassionate than your God. And since I'm a better person than your God, I'm going to determine what morality is. Well, we've seen where that's gotten us. Did you say something? <laughs> Are we drinking? No, I just felt like drinking. Oh, okay. That's My say. throat what? was dry. What? But yeah, and, 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 and I think this is why a lot of this stuff has become socially acceptable to an extent is that we abolished God. We took him out of the classroom, right? Took the prayers out. We we banged the drum of like separation of church and state, which isn't even what that means, but we're not getting that today. And then we slippery slope. Here's, here's that theme coming back. We slippery sloped our way down to the point to where now a coven of fat lesbian lunatics can come in and work as educators. The one who's heading the sexy camp actually works as an educator in Kentucky groom your kids and then throw these camps up together and not be literally driven out into the sea or hung from a tree or burned alive. If I were a child... Not saying that those are viable options. I'm just saying that that would have happened if we were... I mean, it is viable. We could do that. If we were not such a wussy people. We could do that. We don't care about our children. I mean, we could take out the trash. You got to take out the trash or stink the whole house up and, and attract bugs. I just don't understand it. I don't... To me... This is just such an indicator that the cancer in America, in the American soul, has metastasized metastasized to the point where all is permissible. And mm -hmm. that freaks me out. It All is permissible in the name of, like, compassion and acceptance and love. Yeah. Which, and, which anyway, love is, love is telling someone they're wrong. I had a conversation with a friend today. Was like, I gotta, we gotta talk to that. We gotta talk to the, the so and so because you yeah. know we, we gotta, we, like, we have to make sure she gets back on the right path. Like, yeah. And I hope that people do that with me because I want to be right. I want to be in in right standing with God. You know, if I were a child diddler, Scott, you know what I would want? A buffet of children. Oh, just yeah, just like a just laid out for you. Yeah, like pre-portioned. Yeah. Under those heat lamps. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing, too, there was a salon article several years ago. They took it down, but only after people were like up in arms about it. So it was up for a while and then people started seeing it and they started kind of circulating and it kind of went viral. But there was this guy, he wrote an article. It was titled, I'm a, we're going to have to drink in a second. I'm a pedophile, but not a monster. Drink. I remember that one. Drink. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Mm. Also, he had, he looked like one, too. He had... <laughs> 
he had they have a look he was like he was a big guy just kind of weird and droopy face like he didn't develop all the way and one of his arms didn't work and he was talking about how someone let him babysit a, a child and uh the little girl was like dancing or like maybe she was like in ballet. She was like doing ballet classes or something. So she was dancing and he was just like talking about how he was like watching her and had to go relieve himself. Ugh, disgusting. Oh, I think that's one of the words. Disgusting is one disgusting. of the words. Drink, drink with us. Try to keep up. And it was like his, his, um, his thought process is, yes, I like children. Uh, I've never touched one though, so that makes me kind of like a good person. So yeah. I'm, I'm a. He never actually given into the impulse. Thank goodness. Not at the time, at least. But yeah, they, and so I it's remember, like this. It's 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 that my morality thing. Well, you see, you see how again this how the slope works, right? I mean, that was a couple of years ago. We're trying to kind of like suddenly run cover for maps. Yep. And pedophiles. Damn it, drink. And Ooh. and now. Now it's gone in and it's gone into the curriculum and it's only because of all of these active conservative or independent journalists uncovering this stuff so rapidly everywhere and all these people on TikTok sort of outing themselves because they're idiots that we're finally beginning to realize how pervasive and consistent this stuff is and how it's been part of the schools for so many years at this point. So as always, the conservatives and the Republican types are always playing catch up with the culture yeah once again we're on defense we're on our heels we're against the rope and we're doing this because the other person already had the game plan they already came out swinging you and know what's crazy i dated a guy that was a teacher uh well he was going he was becoming a teacher at the time mm -hmm. and then he was talking about uh, we were in the youth group and he was asking for prayer for his students or something like that and he was saying like he he's trying to like finesse it and uh, in a creative way, kind of like talk about God or have him at least be brought up by a student so then he could talk about it and kind of like share the gospel with his students. Mm -hmm. um, but he was like trying to figure out a way around it because legally I can't talk about And meanwhile, oh. you don't want me on you? Put it back. Thanks. You freaked out. I just moved my leg a little. Oh, it's not, I felt like you were like, get off me, oh. No, right. um, uh, but it, it's crazy to me, like the good Christian guy who didn't want to diddle kids was like trying to finesse his way and like work a work around the like the uh, the the laws. So you could talk about so God. So you could talk about God. Meanwhile, the lesbians are like my my pronouns are zer now. Well, you know what's interesting is that the same woman, and we could even find this video and pull it up. But uh, again, the uh, the leader of the sexy summer camp out there in Kentucky, who's also an educator, she's actually on camera saying that as an educator, her job was not to do sex ed, but she always tried to find an opportunity to talk about it. Now, in, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Um, blue and then he diddled the natives. Who wants to talk about diddling? You, you, you took my joke. <laughs> blue is also in this flag here. Does anyone know what this flag is? No, no. This is the map's flag. Does anyone know what a map is? It's a minor attractive. Yes, you're a minor, and I'm a person. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because he saw his intention as righteous because he's like, I want to talk about God. That's the most important thing in the world is saving souls. If they get an education, great. But that's got to be the first priority. But he also knows that it's kind of a legal sticking point for him to be pushing his religion when he's supposed to be focusing on his academic criteria. Well, you're, I mean, if he can admit if we can admit that Christians do this then 1000% absolutely you're going to see ideologically driven crazy people especially ones that are really thirsty and hot in the pants going to be doing it on that side of the fence so, and, it, and it's naive to assume otherwise so then what's the solution here like we always try to leave people with a solution yeah I, I honestly think we if anyone has talked once or made it like everyone who's been on TikTok sharing videos about how they've talked about gender this and that with students all of those people need to be fired immediately um don't go to another state and teach you are banned from teaching there go back to school and figure that ish out i used to be arrested yep uh it, like that it's against the law at, at the, the very, very level least, it should be like a high misdemeanor at, at the, to me at the very least they need to be fired and never to teach again and probably yeah. even like registered sex offenders for a few years or something like that um and then for people i kind of already said it 
but we we have to draw the line in the sand like we need to start drawing the line in the sand like i disagree with megan kelly i have a lot of respect for that lady i disagree like i'm not calling a man a woman i'm not doing it like i, I nope because it's like a, a part of me is just kind of like uh there yeah but also, when you think about these things, you're like, you know what? I think we've 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 given up too much territory. It's time for us to draw the line in the sand, and not not just draw the line in the sand, not stand the sand. We also need to start pushing back. Yeah, we need to go on offense. Yeah, we need to start pushing back. I'm tired of just standing over this like sand pit, walking back a few inches and drawing a new line and being like, I'm gonna guard this line, and then back a couple of years drawing a new line. Sooner or later, I'm gonna be kicked out of the sandbox. Like, yeah, I'm done. I'm playing King of the Hill now. You want this spot? You better come fight me for it. You don't get to. You don't get to use these crazy made-up pronouns anymore. That makes you a crazy person. You're a crazy person. I'm not using your. You're a guy. Mm-hmm. You're a he. Yep. You don't like that? Hit me. See what happens. That was one of the things I liked about our last episode. By the way, our last episode was probably one of the best we've ever done with uh, Hussein Hill, the narrative assassin. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I liked his attitude because he was just like talking about Mark Robinson when he called homosexuality and um and uh, other weird sex things being taught in school he called it filth and he was like, yeah he was like based I that's think was, it i think was hussein's line yeah, that's like, it that's based we're, we're not saying <laughs> oh we're not gonna try to be eloquent with well you know uh, we're not doing that you've got a pp you're a he he pp equals he he you heard it first from her i I always, yeah, I always try to leave people with some kind of prescription, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I think that this is this is something that people need to understand, is that there are there are no lifeboats. Uh, if you think of America as a big sinking ship, and she's sinking, she already hit the iceberg yes. right now. Yeah. Like right now, we're 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 at that point in the movie where it's like kind of like this, and it's already half capsized, and everyone's just like still playing music and going to the beach and acting like it's normal. Uh, no, she's sinking, and. That's not to say that you can't get something salvageable out of this. All right. There's going to be irreparable damage, but you could still you could still like not die in the icy cold water. But you got to understand there's no lifeboats in this scenario, in this hypothetical, in this thought exercise because there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to re- we go hide in Puerto Rico, like we're going to go to Brazil. There's nowhere else on earth that has our constitution and has at least a modicum of our freedom. And we've seen how poorly we treat our own people, even with that in place. Mm-hmm. We saw COVID and nobody will be held accountable for COVID and all the crimes therein. We see how this Ukraine distraction is obviously being used to distract us all from the fact that we were just tyrannized for the last couple of years. I mean, it's worse everywhere else, folks, literally everywhere else. Now, you might get varying degrees of like freedom or COVID restrictions in Saudi Arabia. or I'm sorry, but these are not safe countries. All right. These are not safe countries for people like me, um, people like Z. It really depends on where you are in the world. But listen, there's nowhere to go. Right. It's like Reagan said, you know, if we don't stand for freedom here, this is the last bastion of freedom on Earth. Like there's nowhere else to retreat to. So this is kind of like one of those things where, you know, you see this a lot in Twitter, but choose a hill to die on. I'm I'm tired of watching people exploit innocent children for their own nefarious purposes to try and engineer them to use them against us, to use them against their parents. These teachers are trying to pull some 1984 tactics, legit, out in the open. And everybody's just going along with it? You're content? I mean, what was the point of Orwell even writing these books if everybody was just going to compliantly be led to the slaughter? I mean, why 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 buy the book in the first place? Why watch the movie? It's 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 like we didn't learn anything. Sooner or later, you're going to have to take some action. And that's exactly what we're inciting you to do. Now, here's what we mean by that. Sue the ever-living crap out of every single scholastic education institution that you find this crap in. Do it because there's still laws on the books that protect your kids. They're skirting them. So if you call them to the carpet, they will pay up and it will hurt and they will back off for a while. And you may actually give somebody some relief in a small municipality, a certain county, a certain area. Right. The agenda is not solidified yet. Get involved in that stuff. Um, There's some there's some great um, there's some great folks out there who actually go out and vet people for board of education positions who actually keep track of who these people are and what they're engaged in. And they're doing the Lord's work on this kind of stuff. Get more involved in that sort of thing. Even if you don't have kids, go out there to protect the other kids, right? That never stopped a leftist from getting involved in your kid's brain. 
Half of these people don't even have their own kids. They're not even married, right? This shouldn't stop you. If you have a righteous cause to protect these children, then damn well, go do it. Um, I would also say <laughs> stop, stop seeding the premise, right? And this is what I mean. When you see somebody who is, say, trans in one of these academic contexts or when they're referring to somebody at school and it's obviously the incorrect gender for the child, don't play along. If everybody says she, you say he. Oh, it's not going to make you a lot of friends. You're going to get some stares. People are not going to be nice to you about it. But so what? You got to stand for reality at some point. You got to stand for what's right. And so that's what we're. That's what I think the the point of all this is. It's it's to sound the alarm, to hopefully get you revved up appropriately against what we consider to be true evil, and to go out there and fight it in a just and meaningful way that American society can tolerate. I mean, the actual pitchfork mob thing sounds far more attractive to me, frankly, and far more effective. But we just don't have the stomach for that anymore, right? Americans are soft. We got to play this game now where everything's political. So beat them at their own game. Protect your kids. I think that concludes. Thank you so much for sticking around with us as we talked about pedophiles grooming mm, drink. people and possibly sending our civilization to hell in disgusting ways. <laughs> Drink four times. All of you have been great. Thanks for tolerating us. And we are so sorry for the drinking game. I deliberately said the word a few times because I wanted to drink because I was thirsty, but I think some of you out there might be getting a headache because of that. So <laughs> thanks for playing along. In any case, we love you. This has been Two Americas. You can always go on to tuconservative.com and get a membership, get behind the paywall for $10 a year. Yes, that's what I hear. You heard it correctly. Not a month, a year. Largely ceremonial just to help us keep these lights on and to keep this show going. Z, got anything last words for our lovely guests? No. All right. All of you out there, we love you. Hang in there. We'll see you next week. <laughs>